Time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Um, we are having some fun. You know, this has been, we have been working hard, uh, Lawrence and I. What we're looking at, Sean Holman, architect and good friend uh, and listener in San Diego, has been working hard on uh, design for our dome home that Don and I have uh, done the floor plan on and what we want to do and be able to accomplish. But to do that, we're going to have to be able to make the 30-foot, the 40-foot domes that you'll see in here, and uh, we've been working it. Now, Lawrence has been up here in northeastern Washington for, uh, how long has it been? Like uh, A few days. Yeah, you know, a few days since, uh, you know, like five days or something you've been up here. Now, in a week, we have built two domes and uh, started covering one. We have uh, the, that's kind of a donor dome and then the big one a bigger one about a medium size 22 foot uh we've um, made it look pretty cool we may have some slides up here for you to see now this is sean holman doing the design of the dome complex that we're building now this is what we're now all i have to do is be able to build one of those domes and then you just do it a bunch of times so that's what we're doing and uh lawrence you know, just started fresh, and I go, all right, we're doing this. It goes like this, and do that. And, man, boom, he did it. And uh, we're going to talk about his experiences here, what he thinks. Now, yesterday, we had um, they, the machine that I wanted to be able to do this, make this really easy, is trailerable, and it has all the goodies and everything. But uh, they couldn't get it here in time before I had to leave. So I'm like, eh, never you mind. Now, there was a guy in an itty-bitty little, little town up here in northeastern Washington that has done domes since the 70s, had some old equipment and everything, and he taught us some stuff and everything, but he's kind of, you know, what about Bob? I mean, you know, a little curmudgeon but uh, an older guy. But, um, yeah, it was, you know, he had older equipment, and it wasn't working right. But we did get, you know, a portion of the small dome done, and it was really, uh, this morning, it's only been half a day. We went out, the portion that we did for his machine broke down, um, is really hard, and it's just a thin, God, it can't be more than two millimeters. I mean, it's just, yeah, I, I've been impressed. This is going to be a thing. We just got to get the right uh, machine. But we wanted to just get into it and start it and uh, see what happens. So now we're going to go ahead and get a new machine or rent one or something. We, 
uh, I got another gentleman that's come up to help. Uh, Gene, he's going to help. And I think what's going to happen, we're going to go ahead and finish it all up. And we could, hell, we could just mix it and put it on a pallet and do it by hand. I mean, you know, it really wound up kind of what's a, that's what we were doing. We're throwing it up there, and then yeah. Lawrence is going around smearing it. And work. I think this is a new video. This thing's awesome. Now, see, the thing is, if you're looking at the video, imagine, uh, what is that, six domes, and I think it might be seven, and um, they're each connected with a hallway. And the reason is when you connect the domes together, then you can't really do them individually. And I wanted to do them individually so that they're uh, connected to a hallway because that hallway is, is mine. I have a Star Trek hallway. Donna's like, yeah, you're going to make it all futuristic and spacey, and I don't want to. I go, all right, fine, but I get the hallway. Damn it, it's going to have the hallway, like next generation. Star Trek. Well, um, Sean has done a really good job on kind of giving the feel that we wanted and so on, and uh, the interior is all him. I didn't say nothing about other than this dome will be for that and this dome will be – now, what we did is we tried to replicate our home in Phoenix to where anybody that's been to our homes for parties and concerts and stuff, when you go in, you got the main living area, then you go through one door, and that's whole one side of the house is my bedroom, master bath, you know, uh, a gun room, and a, um, the studio. And then when you close that door, I'm over there. You know, I spend most of my time on that side while I'm doing shows and so on. And then on the other side of the home was the garage and the guest rooms and all that. And then, of course, the main living space. So I go, all right, that's what I want to do. Now, we've been 3D printing everything to get a good feel for how everything's going to fit and so on. I said, you design it, I'll build it, except for this iris door thing. I'm like, hell no. There's way too many parts for that, you know, so we're not going to do that. Probably. You never know. But um, so that's why I've been so busy of late. I haven't been doing a lot of a lot of show. We had a buffer about three weeks, and uh, now we're like having to do shows. Now Lawrence, I'm gonna have him introduce himself, and he's from uh, Southern California, and I know him through Richard Grove and the Autonomy Program, and he's been doing really a lot of video, a lot of uh, what do you call it? Stop action or um, time lapse? Uh, time lapse, time lapse. That's it, and. Uh, uh, really getting an idea for what's being done. Now, the one thing I wanted to make sure Lawrence shared with you is what he thinks, being a healthy young man with, you know, big giant biceps, is that he and how many friends could build one of these and how long. You know, because the whole goal of this is to occupy the land with attainable housing for the freedom community. Now, this is, you know, high-end inside and everything. I'm talking about the shell. You want to you know, build it out of freaking cinder blocks and milk crates. You know, I don't care. You know, whatever you do on the inside, do what you want. Now, I got to, you know, make the wife happy and have something nice. But, you know, you get the shell. Then you got, you know, not too hot, not too cold, not, you know, too wet and, you know, and enjoying yourself. And you can build on it because it doesn't degrade. This is cement, you know, with a lattice structure that we did have Lawrence describe that for you. But you can see it. It's cool, man. It's looking cool. You know, we got, and I just told him, this is the four point. These are the size of the domes. You go, man. And then I will learn how to build that. That's what we're doing. We've been up here all summer, 
you know, working on this, and we're at the nearing the end. And I have another couple of guys coming up helping me. The ones that have come up got to leave, and I got some other guys coming in. So by the time I leave, certainly before it gets freaking cold up here, and I might go and do a dome class in Texas and into September, but uh, we were hoping to get to New England and help Derek with a dome for him and one in New Hampshire and one for Taryn and you know, Lupo and one for James Babb and, you know, Tim Poole and Luke Radowski want one. And, they, you know, I'm going, look, man, I'm, I'm going as fast as I can, but that may be next spring. But then we're going to Arizona. And you get to Arizona, and then, uh, cool, we're in Arizona. So what we're going to do is go ahead and uh, we'll let some slides go, and then, you know, Lawrence and I will yak it. But go ahead and introduce yourself. Now, here's us. I'll just let these go. This is where we're at up in northeastern um, Washington. Now, what we did is we had a bunch of guys coming up, you know, that were all ready to go, and uh, this old machine and the old guy that knew how to do it, but his machine didn't hold up, and it was leaking water, and it just made the mix all, and we had problems. But we got far enough along that we could see, okay, I see what's going on. Now, the machine that we have, uh, we have ordered, but it's taking too long to get here, and it is a mobile unit on a trailer, and it has, you throw all the stuff in the mix, it lifts it into the hopper, you don't even have to, you know, pick it up or carry it, then it goes uh, through the pump, it's got uh, internal compressor, pressure washer for cleaning it up, it's got, man, it's, it's the crap. Now, this is old school. And he had this little door was leaking water all the time, so it messed up the mix. And we had to, yeah, never mind, and yeah, we're done. But we went ahead and sprayed it, did the bottom here up to about knee height, and it had to be Ernie's knees, not Lawrence's knees. I got yelled at for it. <laughs> you know what kind of, you know, this high, and I'm going, yeah, but Lawrence is that high. <laughs> is it Ernie knees or you know? So that you kind of put it on there and you smooth it. Now this is what we have. Um, this morning when we got back and we let it dry and we're doing it, and there's Lawrence doing it, and it's way harder than I thought. Way less cracking than I thought. It hadn't any cracks. Now, this is a large workshop dome that we're doing. Now, okay, let's go ahead and yak it with Lawrence real quick. Now, Lawrence, you know, I just wanted to uh, for you to share with the audience about you. You know, you came from where, you're doing what you're interested in, why, came up here, it looks like you might come back. You know, that'd be cool. You know, so uh, go ahead and share with the audience about you, man. And I'll pull up some of your goodies. Yeah, it's good to be here with you, Ernie. Your your energy is con- it's infectious. It's contagious. It's a good thing. Um, and, yeah, I came up from Southern California, born and raised in Maryland, California transplant. And um, <clears throat> I got an invite from you a couple weeks ago. And was uh, anxious to take you up on that, and it's been it's been a blast. Uh, we've been working hard. You guys had the structures already up, the struts, uh, and you show me show me the equipment where you you take those uh, conduit and you measure them out and punch you know, crimp it, punch the holes, and I uh, look forward to learning learning about that process <coughs> and. Uh, yeah, making the domes, the struts themselves is, you know, there's some. Yeah, that's right. I didn't show you how to do that. Or you how talk to even me get the it. measurements you, and stuff. Bring bring me back down. It got a little hot there. I'll uh I'll try to project a little more. There we go. That looks good. 
Yeah, no, I was turning you up because, you know, I could hardly hear you, man. Oh, all right. Well, I'll try to match the, the Ernie voice. There you go. There we go. Uh, well, the um, the struts, see, I pull myself down because, see, look at the difference here. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, that's how it was when I was, you know, at uh, studios, radio stations. They had everybody else, and Ernie was way down here. Do you, you know? want us on screen, though? We're, we're not talking about that yet. Well, I wanted to, you know, just show people – you know, where, uh, all right, now which alt, one? Alt-tab. Alt-tab. Um, and then I go that. All right. Well, yeah. So we have, um, you know, <laughs> autonomy. You know, you're working with Richard Grove and the crew. Freedom United Revolt. These are This is your own T-shirt company or something, right? This is my T-shirt store. Yeah, Freedom United Revolt. Uh, definitely inspired inspired by the, the Ron Paul Revolution iconography. We adopted that. And, um yeah, we've got some great shirts. Oh, I am flattered. More on the way. And, yeah, I think we're going to make a dome shirt with Occupy the Land on it. Hell, yeah. And I am I am the producer, uh, one of the producers of Grand Theft World podcast with Richard Grove and Tony Myers. All right, I'll tab. Oh, tab. Go. Yeah, he's going to help me out, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm teaching him. I'm, I'm going to get learned got This OBS does a bunch <laughs> more stuff that I didn't. I, you know, it's Justin's fault. He set it up, got me going. He goes, all right, there you go. But there's a bunch more stuff. Justin's great. Uh, Justin, actually, he's another producer of the Grand Theft World podcast. He stepped in the other night and was streaming from his converted ambulance over there in the the woods somewhere in Maine. And uh, we have a nice little crew. We can pick up the slack when, when I'm on the road, when I don't have my desktop computer. And... Yeah, Justin, I, he he's probably rolling out here soon again as well, rolling back across the country. Yeah, we got um, Joel Moulton was up here with Olus and Justin since last summer. And uh, they left to go walk about and do some other training and uh, more festivals and all that. And it looks like, you know, they're coming back, like September, October, they'll be here. And uh, that's about the time I roll out and go back. They'll start getting cold, so i got to go to Arizona, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, but the um, – my biggest thing I got to be there is for Thanksgiving, uh, holidays, and then it starts getting cold uh, here, uh, too cold to be able to do domes, you know, to do concrete. So I still want to perfect and learn and do more, and I may even take some class. This is going to be a thing, you know. This is going to be a thing. Now, um, there's so much stuff. Well, talk about um, you came up. I, I needed help, and you got, you know, videotaping pictures streaming skills of whatever so you took the time to start doing some um uh well i want to say not stop action um, time lapse time lapse time lapse so he, he set up and i got a nice osmo pocket camera stuff and then i got the you old know, lighting and i got i got you know big ones of these you know in there and i got all kinds of but i don't have time to do it i'm an activist man not a video guy you know you're lucky i do all this crap i you know, and the reason we did the talk show since 03 was to, you know, articulate what we were doing and try and be inspiring. But a lot of times it's good to have video. Well, Lawrence has been the man. And today we went out ATV. Oh, yeah. You know, that was, you know, but it was been dry up here and the dust was freaking, you have to hose them down. I mean, you yeah. know, it was it was bad because he was following. <laughs> you got a picture of that. Yeah, we got a bunch of stuff. I don't know we have it up here. But now some of this stuff is from... Uh, 
Eric Reed Harry. Donna just put that in there. Uh, he had sent me some different things of what stuff looked like and so on. But uh, this is not us. This is Eric Reed Harry in Trinidad, Colorado. But the um, we have other people that we know and friends that are doing the same kind of thing. So when you came up, uh, Glenn and I had already kind of got going on a lot of stuff. You came and muscled it right away. That's one great thing about some working with somebody who knows what they're doing because I, I, don't, I don't got time. I can't babysit. Hey, I, I show you once here, freaking do this, and you did it. You know, so the 22-foot dome, describe it from your perspective, how long you think it would take you and a couple of friends to do it, and uh, what would the end result would be. Go ahead and give your impression. Well, yeah, I'm not sure how long the, the struts took. Uh, that, that was up when I got here, but um, I got started helping you with Four the hog. Hours. Yeah, right. So when, if you know what you're doing, you've got got everything squared away mise en place like a like a chef everything in its right place ready to go you got a system uh, pop that up i mean of course there's pouring the concrete you've got a concrete uh base for that 22 footer um and then just in a couple of days yeah we we covered up 90 95 percent of the dome with the hog fencing uh shaping it cutting cutting it here and there and tying it down with rebar ties and yeah, I, I think just with, the within a week, fence. I could see within a week, you know, getting it down to where you could pop this thing up within a week and have it yeah, ready for spraying. Yeah, a week, spring. not a month, not a year, a week. Yeah. So describe hog fencing, you know, for the people. Uh, what is it like? Sixteen foot by four. It's, it's four feet wide, sixteen feet long, and um, it's kind of a grid. You know, it's heavy wire. I don't heavy even know wire. what that is. Like. And it's you know, it's wide wide at the top. They get narrower pieces at the bottom, but that it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I'm not sure this. why they do that, but you know, but uh, it is a heavy duty fence. It's like um, um, cattle fence stuff. You know, whatever. You know, I, I don't even know what they call that stuff. You know, it's uh, um, uh, like six gauge wire. So it's pretty heavy. Yeah, we know? needed uh, bolt cutters to. Uh, to cut it we were using cutoff wheels on a grinder and that goes pretty fast you know but you know yeah i used the i used the grinder in in a couple spots oh no i used that to uh shave off the end of a strut to make room for it up above the the doorway now we did um yeah it's hard to describe without seeing it but uh we took there's stars in there, you know, the, a certain shape that was a really good place to put windows. So we took the, the center bolt out where things connected, and we put them out to where they went on the side of 24 by 36 framing, and we kind of added some stuff. So that stuck out so that it's flat, you know, and you put a standard window in. So we're going in the next couple of days, you know, we'll be driving to Spokane, and uh, Don and I are celebrating our 38th wedding anniversary that we couldn't last week because we were, you know, getting ready. But we had a nice dinner here, and everybody came. It was cool. So what we're going to do when we go there, we'll pick up the two windows and the door that will just fit right into it. And uh, so we made it standardized, but it looks kind of cool. And what we did to go over it, so, you you know, you kind of got eyelid over the door and windows. Well, because they're kind of in the same area, we did a big brim, so it kind of looks like your baseball hat. Yep. You know? <laughs> looks and like a it's, ball cap. So it's kind of cool. I'm, you, know, I'm, you know, we just kind of – and who came up with that idea was Danny Sessom. You know, Danny Sessom was up here visiting for a couple of days, and he goes, I know what you can do. 
and we, you know, kind of did the shape like that, and it worked out great. And I'm like, thank you, Danny, you know, from the, the crypto show. He's a good friend. And so we did that, and uh, but we still had to finish the 16-inch. And um, uh, my friend Glenn, lives up here. I've known him for a long time. He just helped for nothing, man. He was just, you know, busting ass. And uh, we finished, you know, learning how we were going to do it. And um, uh, zip ties, man. They stretch stuff, you know. I, I just zip ties, get over it. So uh, it's called spider lath, and we stretched that over the hog fence. And now you got like a drum, you know. It's got really tight, and it's got you know, lots of holes in there, probably like, you know, five millimeter. No, they're probably like six millimeters, seven millimeter squares in a fiberglass grid pattern with these kind of rubber ribs that go around to give it some space away so you can get some cement behind it. And, um, and we started doing that. You'll see some pictures. But um, once we, while we were doing that, Lawrence was really, I mean, we come over and help and different things. You need more than one guy. But most of the 22-foot dome you did by yourself. Yeah, a good, good portion of it. Yeah, a good portion. Guy, he big. He tall. He can reach. He don't need a ladder, you know. So go ahead and talk about, you know, um, your, your experience with doing that and what it was like. Well, it's, it's, been, it's been good. Good fun work, getting my hands dirty, getting getting some dirt on my boots. Uh, but it's it's been a pleasure working with you, learning from you. Um, you know, we're I, learning together, man. <laughs> we're learning learning our way forward together, as uh, Rich likes to say. And yeah, I've had a couple summers worth of construction experience and doing a little here and there with my father back in the day. Um, but I really haven't haven't done this sort of stuff. But you know, you brought me over, say here's what we're doing. <laughs> Then uh, you show me, and then now you do it, and got me going. And um, yeah, it's it's not not backbreaking work, um, but there's some some attention to detail and creativity involved. Creativity. And, We're down to the the creativity part of that going around some yes. funky ways around the doors, the windows, and the brim. And yeah. I'm like, okay. We're going to break out the creativity genes here, you know. But yeah. that'll be the fun part. Yeah, that'll be fun. That That's the part that might, uh, you know, put a, put a little more time on the, the week window that we're talking about, but the, a week week time frame. Um, now, once we get it down, know how to do it. It'll yeah. Be nothing. Yeah, I think we're going to learn a lot more as we as we shape those pieces and fit them into the, the funky nooks and crannies. Well, the, the geodesic kind of has facets. And when you stretch a 16-foot piece of stiff wire grid onto it, you still kind of want to follow the fact that you're connecting to those uh, struts, but it kind of rounds it out a little bit. It makes it a kind of a softer look. You still tell it's got angles, but it's softer, and it really looks nice. You know, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to cover cool. Yeah. You know, we did the smaller one. It looked kind of nice. I think it's all right. It does look good. You know, and then but after we tested the um, – we did the – uh, the 16-foot dome, and we kind of got a feel for how the concrete and how we put it up there, I'm feeling better about it. You know, I, I think it's going to be cool as hell. And now, how thick do you think we got it on there? Um, yeah, a couple, couple millimeters, as you were saying. Um, and you, you can know, stand some of it, on it in it the shoots, day. It shoots through the, the spider the spider lath, uh, and some of it drips down. We, we're working yeah, it looks on like spaghetti on the other side. Yeah, we're working on uh, getting the consistency right with with the the concrete. And I don't know. Do you think using a a, a finer sand would would make a difference? 
Maybe uh, on the final coats. Yeah. You know, but this – now this is fine for, for this. It makes it stronger and it looks fine. So there's a good amount that kind of glopped through and was collecting around the base, and I was scooping up some of that and bringing it around to the outside and patching up weak-looking areas and um, – trying not to get any sand there's a little bit of sand but yeah no it's it's you know it's fine because we just have we didn't do a foundation on the the donor dome you know? the 16 footer yeah and it's just sitting um, on sand yeah it's just on sand and we have wood chips in there for kind of a floor it's just a gazebo kind of thing but it was good to learn on and you know i was thinking around the outside and the inside i just take a cutoff wheel and just kind of trim that cement and everything because you right. can just lift the whole thing up with a forklift or a you know a sky crane that we have and uh just you know, pick it up and go put it wherever you want. Be a, you know, a hog thing or a doghouse. Oh yeah, Lawrence has got. He's never had a dog as a kid. And there's these two big. They're only eight, nine weeks old, and they're huge. Great I mean, Pyrenee puppies. Oh God, man! You know, went in there and they were yanking on his beard. You know, oh, yeah. so he, he, you've never had a puppy. You know, kind of. They're not, just not a my bundle own. Love. They, they're, they're fun, and you, you just about killed over. They, when, they, when they were, they were grabbing on his beard and pulling, and he kept trying to stoggle. No, be a man. You know, let him just, like, take a picture. <laughs> so we got some good pictures. It was pretty funny. Of course, we were, you know, I was recreated by the time we went over there, so it was even more funny. You know? <laughs> but the, um, um, so we've had a pretty good time. We've been working hard, though. You know, and Glenn, man, he's been a trooper. We've been going, you know, 7 in the morning to 7 at night. And Lawrence, because he's up. So, that, yeah, tell everybody, you know, I mean, you know, Fortunately, I got Starlink, RV Starlink, you know, for the bus a couple weeks ago. And that made to where, you know, Donna gets up at 630 in the morning and Lawrence is sitting here at the computer doing all his, you know, Grand Theft World stuff. You know, talk about that because you're going to have to have a good signal up here to be able to do what you're doing. Right. Right. Yeah, that's we're going to we're going to see how that goes Uh, this Sunday. As I said, Justin helped out. He uh, streamed the show and I was uh, helping out on the, the periphery taking notes for pulling clips and i do all sorts of scheduling the streams and then when the show's done he shared the recording with me i did my editing and uh i i'm usually up very uh very early on a monday morning but i was i was having trouble with uh mp3 upload and and then i was i was pulling we had two interview segments from the show so i was working on those getting those files uploaded for our team so they could put that out we had a we had a great segment honoring the life and legacy of Michael Bednarik, a dear friend to Rich and Lisa and a friend of yours. Yeah. We've, we've talked a bit about that, and we read his eulogy on the show. And that was very, very, very Michael. Just two and a half paragraphs. I did it my way. Quit being a wuss, and peace out. You yeah. Know? You know, it was just it was awesome. And uh, is this the ones that you just did? Uh, episode 93, yes. 93. Po- political injustice system. I finally got it published at the end of the night last night. And I know I know there's folks out there that Monday morning they're looking for it in the, in the podcast catcher. You they're did like, it wrong! Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? <clears throat> you know, know publish the, the show. And, uh, yes, until until I get uh, – yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm going to bring my desktop up here in a week or so, and I'm going to be trying to – Well, what do you think of this facility show. up here, what they got oh, going on? man. It's it's fantastic, man. It's like it's like being on the Dutton Ranch. You have you ever watched Yellowstone? You may not. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's yeah, a, I've seen like the first season. It's like or... Dutton Ranch, Washington. Um, 
It's fantastic, and there's uh, there's an interesting group of people. The uh, the owners have some some fascinating, interesting friends, and I've I've really enjoyed meeting all the folks uh, and some of the crew, people that work here. There there are people in the gardens um, and a construction crew and the IT guy. Everybody's really cool, and I like it up here. It is it is peaceful. It is beautiful, and the facilities are are amazing. It's it's an interesting little community well, what, growing. Oh, got to declare your independence. There That's it cool. Is. You know, I've been interviewing Richard since like '09 or something. I mean, a long time. You know, it's a you know it's uh, and he went. You know, one of the things was as I go, um, you know, yeah, I know all this. They're bad. They're really bad. Now what? Well, as now what was autonomy? I go awesome. You get some good guys trained wherever I want them. You know, how many guys got that? And then he keeps them all, bastard. You know, I'm going, hey, you know, there's there's like, you know, I got needs, man. You know, but, you know, we have been, you know, sharing a, a lot of the guys. And, of course, you being here, so I can't get on his butt too much. Yeah. But, you know, he's building a really nice, you know, uh, do I want to say army? I mean, you know, it's like a, a group of you know, industrious men and women that got it going on. These are high-quality individuals. And I tell you how it works. You go to autonomy, yeah, sure, you got to watch like 13 hours of all this stuff, and then maybe I'll let you apply. Then we'll interview you, and maybe we'll let you give us your money. You know, I mean, it's it's an amazing method, and you still get how many people per, you know, class? Uh, It's usually – uh, well, it's, I don't know, between 50 and 100 per season. We just finished seven, season seven this spring. Season eight will be kicking off here probably in a month and a half. And, yeah, it's it's a, it's a bit of an um, – there are <laughs> – there's a vetting process, I suppose. But it ties into what, what Rich teaches about his approach to sales. You're not trying to push a product on anybody. You're not trying to set somebody up for something that – they're not ready to, to receive the information or it's not a good investment for them at the time. So, yeah, it's a, l- a little bit of a, a process. you got to do a little work to get involved, and we want to make sure that the people are ready for it and that they have a plan of action, you know, not just I'm going to do this and, you know, whatever. It's how are you going to apply what you learn here and what direction are you going to go with it? And there you are in the back, right that's there. That's me. We met. Yeah, we got the we got to meet at Porkfest last summer, 2021, and we showed up uh, with with a grill, and we were cooking food all week and having a great time. And we came back this year, and we did it even even better. Took over, man. And um, yeah, we had a great crew. We had a, a drama free restaurant just working day and night breakfast lunch and dinner late nights and we had the speaker tent across the across the way where we had we had gene epstein come and speak we had scott horton uh rich sat down with them we had uh i think ron renaud who lives up there in the area he he came by and uh did a talk we've got some (coughs) excuse me we've got some (coughs) we've got some footage uh still to get out from that and it was it was a blast and it was it was work. You know, I didn't plan on doing any presentations <laughs> because you know I I had meetings to take. I got to you know talk to people and stuff you know because we knew we were going to do the dome thing. So I did have an opportunity to explain 
the the guys, you know, what we were doing a couple of times at different events there. And, you know, it, it's hard to – we had some graphics and artwork, and they've seen domes up there that we've put up before, the Money Dome we did years ago when we first started doing this, like a decade ago. And um, so when we finally, you know, are doing it now and you're documenting and the guys see it and they're going, oh, yeah. you know. What, what's been the – because you've been putting up a couple of things. You know, what's been the response from people? Uh, really positive response. Uh, some interest. I've had friends calling me, messaging, messaging me, wanting to talk. Uh, you know, I had a long chat the other night with my friend Adam in Kentucky, and, and he's friends with uh, Scott uh, Scott Armstrong, the Rebunked podcast, Rebunked.news. Yeah, he he moved across the country and set up there in, at T-Lab Studios, and he's been doing – cool stuff in the Nashville area as a, a handyman but those who have been talking and getting ideas percolating about uh doing doing something similar here in their area and they've got some good ideas about uh setting up some workshops and- oh you follow the template of handyman and i'll fix it and i'll be there like uh today you win yeah because getting people oh. to work and how ha- i don't know what the hell happened scott's Last couple it. Of years, it went to crap mm-hmm. you know what does he say about it uh, well, he, you know, he moved to the Nashville area. He went on some forums and, and, uh, did a little research looking around. Then he made some posts just saying, Hey, here's who I am. Here's what I do. And I'm looking to meet some people in, in the area. You know, eventually I want to get, get my own land and have a family and, and sort of exit and build that, that type of thing. Uh, the John, John Bush talks about, and you know, I'm, I got a truck and I got some tools and I can, I can do a lot of different stuff. And it, he got himself booked out like he's got more work than he can handle and he's meeting he people and making friends and getting fed and getting well paid and i'm really happy for him i got to meet him at float fest back in uh april and that's fantastic he, oh yeah we got, got something at float fest. you know this is um one thing i i want to suggest to the audience you know i'm just uh yeah i'm telling you you know it it is a um Okay, now how do I get out? Oh of yeah, this? Alt Tab back, so you see Alt, alt Tab. tab. And then, <laughs> it's a good show. Okay, I get, it, I get, it, I learned it. <laughs> the um, <clears throat> up here there is such a demand for labor, and I've been very selective in who I suggest that come up here. You know, certainly to be hired by our hosts up here. Now they have just to give you an idea, a reminder. A lot of you heard this. They have. I don't know how many buffalo now. Have you counted them out there? They keep having babies. I haven't counted, but it looks like half a do- uh, looks like a dozen or so. Yeah, they're like 15, 16, something like that. And then they have um, four big greenhouses. They have a woodworking shop. They have uh, an everything barn shop. You know, up top has got everything. I don't even know if you've seen inside that one. And then um, a bunch of, you know, bays, you know, that are under metal roofs where they put – you know, they got two dump trucks and backhoes and, you know, uh, uh, sky lifts and, yeah, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then Big Giant Mess Hall is going to have an observatory on top, a gym where he's staying that has a bunch of bathrooms and rooms up top. Are you comfortable there? Very comfortable, yeah. You know, it's, it's Maybe nice. Maybe a little, little too comfortable, but I'm... Yeah, get your I ass leave, up! <laughs> I leave in the, in the <laughs> morning and come back late at night and... And uh, get some restful sleep. It's- yeah, and they got their gazillion-dollar coffee machine, so that's always good. And then uh, they have a lot of ATVs and buggies for transportation for everybody. 
And then uh, it's like three or four levels, you know, in the a valley here of where everything is. They have uh, clay tennis courts, bocce ball, you know, different apartments, cabins, yurts, domes. I mean, you know, so but it's not for everybody or anybody. It is for selected family, friends, people that they going to be a useful, no drama uh, addition to the community. And that's one thing. When COVID swept through here, these people got resources and they've been around the world, got property around the world and their planes and stuff. But what happened is everybody went back crazy all over the damn world. So they go, man, we'll go up in the, you know, freaking America, not that bad, you know, up in the middle of nothing. But what happened is it devastated the small town up here. And these these little communities, when you got the county guy coming with the clipboard and saying, and you're closed, um, they didn't reopen. So a lot of them, the grocery store, the butcher, some restaurants, some retail shops, gift shops, they all closed. There is one restaurant that is open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and that's it. You know, that's all you get. Or you got to drive 45 minutes, you know, to a, a small uh, town, a little bit bigger town, they'll, you know, may have some stuff open and they had issues too. So getting resources, you got like the true value and the ACE hardware here, and maybe, you know, lumber place here or something, the big boxes, you got to go, you know, two and a half hours, you know, get to that. So, and they got a little hardware store. That's one of the few things that was left here because of this facility up here. Hell, this is what kept them open. You know, they get a big giant box of chocolates for Christmas, you know? So it's been, um, Really interesting. I've been coming up here for, God, 15 years, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, but they don't want to add slack to this. This is not for your traditional, you know, I'm an anarchist, uh, couch surfing nerd, you know, not nerd, butthead, whatever, you know me a job kind of because I'm an anarchist thing. Nope, 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 nope. You have to have skills. You go through it. It's like autonomy. You know, you got to go through the interview. You got to go, you know, what do you know? How much you make? Do we want to, you know, waste a space on you? So I'm really glad Lawrence decided to come up because uh, last year we had Olus, which you know, Justin Olson, which you know, uh, Joe Moulton, which you know, you know, have been here since last summer. And they just left like May to go to a bunch of festivals and do some other opportunities and everything. And they're probably going to be back. So um, looks like they'll be back September, October. Now, Olus is doing graduate work uh, in laser. He's a laser brain, man. He's all about lasers. Laser, laser, laser. So he's doing some graduate work and, you know, got a uh, lab job working with the university and professor or whatever in Florida. So uh, he and his dad came by and they went to Denver and met with Joby Weeks, you know, because Olus is just like Joby, man. You got to meet Joby. So they entertained each other and then uh, he's in Florida now. So hopefully we'll see him back one day. But um, it's that kind of industrious, hardworking, I'm up early, I work hard all day, have meals together, you know, you get the weekends off, they go boating. We, yeah, we didn't, didn't get to do that with you. You come back, there's a boat involved on the river. You know, we're on the Columbia River. And uh, got a lot of pictures. You know, we went ATV in today. And uh, were you surprised that you got to see the river from up there, did well, you fi- expect that? Uh, I figured it wasn't that far away. I hadn't hadn't gotten a glimpse of it yet. So, yeah, we but, can come around the bend yeah. and boom, there's a river. Stop, take some take some pictures. So if you're inclined 
and you know me or you know Lawrence or autonomy guys or you want to come up for an interview or whatever, they need labor. You know, they got when they went through and closed down the grocery, only grocery store, the only butchery and slaughterhouse and so on, you know, they started taking it up. So they buy it and they're refurbing and they are building, rebuilding the town. It's northeastern Washington near the Canadian and Idaho border on the Columbia River. It does not suck. And up here it's dry. You know, I mean, you know, it's big pine trees and you see it's forest and, you know, whatever. But it's a really low humidity. And uh, so it's, it's much more comfortable. A lot of times this time of year it's lower humidity in Phoenix. So even though, you know, um, it's hot. You know, it still gets up in the high 90s sometimes, but, you know, it's, it's not as bad. You go, oh, it's so hot. And I go, whip, you know, go to Phoenix this time of year and tell me how hot it is. So this is, I encourage you guys, you know, some of you that I know and you wanted to learn how to do organic farming. See, that's one thing. They're not, they're doing no-till farming too. Mm. And they went and spent, you know, five days with, was it Joe Saladin, right? Joe Saladin. You yeah. know, I think it's Virginia. That Virginia Polyface Farm. In Virginia, Polyface, right? If you, yeah, if you if you're in the area, if you've never been, definitely go check it out. It's it's an experience to go visit Polyface Farm. Have you been there? You went with your mom or yeah, something? Yeah, back in you? 2007 or eight, I, I was living in the area in uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia, and visited Polyface. I'd I'd read about it in uh, uh, what's his name, <clears throat> The Omnivore's Dilemma. Michael Pollan, he had a whole chapter or a, a section he, he did like four different meals uh gathering gathering a meal one of the meals was from polyface farm in virginia and it's yeah it's quite an operation if you're not familiar with joel salatin he he's the man i think he calls himself a grass farmer you know he, he got it down to a science of like moving the cattle what did you say 60 days um <clears throat> moving the cows from one spot to another bring the chickens in behind they they pack at the cow patties and they fertilize the the grass and they they keep marching that along and growing happy uh, tasty animals. Yeah, that's one thing I I didn't know that you know I put up his videos and watch his stuff. He's all about chicken tractors following cows, moving them every day, that yeah. kind of thing. But um, you know, one thing that was interesting uh, after uh, like six of the people from the farm here went there and spent you know like a week. And, uh, and I asked each of them, I go, what would you get out of it? And they go, oh, man, it was awesome. And they're talking about uh, grasses that they haven't seen in 100 years. Mm. It's just like a seed bank under, you know, deeper under the ground. If you, It's like the earth um, manifests itself. It's like it expresses itself like a gene, you know, in your um, what? Yeah, and from my understanding, well, I, I'm just the – they did a lot with that that soil was pretty depleted when uh when he took over that land and he's regenerated it quite a bit and uh i think that's what the folks here on this property want to do um so i look forward to that i hope to be well the big thing is they want to be able to uh fix the soil yeah because you know i was surprised about that this tilling it you know you just let it go and it'll express what it needs you know yeah I was surprised by the the sandy, the sandy, uh, sandy dirt out here. Yeah, it's, it's just wild. like beach sand, really fine glacier ground down the beach sand. You know. All right, we're gonna bring in my friend Greg Tibnan. We'll talk to him in a little bit because he's all about this. He he moved from Phoenix out to Missouri and started his own farm. And um, 
Now, do I just – can you hear me, Greg? Yeah, he's connecting the audio now. Can you hear me, Greg? It looks like he's muted. Uh, uh, unmute, Greg. You're muted. You're, you need to demute. You're muted. Don't mute. Muting's bad. You mute. Does he have the power? Bring up the uh, bring up the con- alt U or yeah. The chat. Yeah, you got the now participants and uh, ask to unmute. Maybe he needs permission. Yeah, yeah. It's good to have Lawrence here because he's like uh, he, he knows how to do it and stuff. You know. All right. Well, he'll figure it out eventually. You know. The uh, unmute man. Hey, let me see something. Well, this, this is the one. Oh, this that. other computer. Um, yeah, he's going to work on it. So the um, the big thing that they do about uh, the soil is that, you know, and Greg's a big Saladin fan too. And, um, yeah, don't go change it a bunch of No, crap, no, man. I was just making sure he's got the ability. <laughs> we'll ask it unmute again. Yeah. Maybe he's loading. There he is. Okay, can you hear Greg, can we hear you? Okay, wait a minute. Do I got him up? Yeah. Greg, 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 Greg. Oh, Greg. Audio settings. Um, yeah, our audio is going into the call. He's fine. He's just being a butthead. Okay, I'll put up video and go, hey. You know, fix your mic. <laughs> you know, yo, Adrian. I've heard a bit about Greg. I look forward to what talking. Ever, I can't hear you, man. Okay, where do we? I got him up. Nah, it's all Greg. So, well, maybe it might be. All right, Donna, you'll text him. All right, she's talking to him. We're and um, on it. so, with the soil, and Greg, I'd like to get him in on this because he's all over it, man. He's a big, you know, Saladin fan because he has cattle, you know, and he started doing the same. He does the same thing. You move them every day because they're. Um, Droppings have parasites in it, and so you don't want them grazing where they're, you know, then crapping. You don't eat where you crap, kind of thing. So every day you move them a little bit, and they, you know, mow that down. And you don't want them to come back if you can do it. I think it's sixty days or like two months. So you move them around enough to where they um, don't ever get back to the same place until. Um, They've uh, grazed off everything else. So the what happens with that is then a couple of days later, they bring in the chickens. You know, little chicken tractors. They're like movable, you know, hen houses. And they got them fenced. So they come in, they scratch through the poop and get whatever they're going to get, you know. And, uh, and they scratch it all around. They go through and they fertilize too. So what happens is you're building soil. You just keep building and building and building. And then all of a sudden, it the ground expresses itself and it makes it down to some of the seeds that germinate and they haven't germinated for a hundred years you know and all of a sudden what he's doing is rebuilding the soil 
for the animals, for the grasses. You know, he's not looking to do commodity farming like, you know, wheat or corn or something like that. It's for growing (gasps) animals, you know, all that methane and stuff. Oh, my God. You know, he's going to be in trouble. He's not getting with the program, you know. So as they're stopping fertilizers and all that kind of stuff, which is, you know, a whole other thing. You know, the farmers are on strike or boycotting or freaking out or protesting. Yeah, we're all Sri Lankans and, you know, um, uh, Guyanans now and so on. And what was the the other? The Dutch farmers. Yeah, the Dutch farmers is another place, too, um, in uh, Africa. I can't remember. But the the Dutch farmers, the Sri Lankans, you know, uh, James Corbett has done shows on this. And the thing is, is that what we are looking at is rebuilding the soil without fertilizers, without petroleum, without, you know, uh, nitrogen uh, phosphates or whatever the heck it is. And the point is, is that will they give him a blue ribbon? Will they be happy that he's doing it? Hell no, because mm. he's doing it for animals, you know, to be able to have protein. So this is just, it's all a lie. They just want us all, I don't know, dead, you know, or eating crickets well, or cr- cannibals. Crickets are great. <laughs> you feed them to chickens and then right. they turn into eggs and meat. You know, yeah, we had, <laughs> I, we had like 70 chickens. And I, I love chickens. You know, you give them all your scraps and you get eggs. I'm like, you know, I'm good with that. Of course, they get some feed too, you know. But um, what's your experience in dealing with animals? Um, well, my wife and I, Candace, we've we've had chickens for a couple of years now. After the pandemic started, we had uh, <laughs> we had wanted to get some chickens. We're in Orange County, and you know, there was we were researching and trying to trying to figure out how we could do that and. Everything was about uh, Newcastle disease, and it shut down. You can't get them. And, uh, yeah, sometime <clears throat> sometime after the, the pandemic hit uh, in 2020, we were like, you know, screw it. Let's, uh, let's just do this. And we found somebody on Craigslist selling some chicks. So we went and picked them up in a Starbucks parking lot and brought them home. We had 10, 10 baby chicks. And we just, uh, we ordered a, you know, we set up a, a, a chicken coop with a kit, and then we built a run for them. And so, yeah, we've been taking care of chickens for a couple, almost, yeah, a couple of years now, and it's been, it's been wonderful. Yeah, no, Greg uh, has a bunch of uh, dogs and chicks, and they get them when they were small, and it was be, um, uh, his daughters did it. Yeah, I put in the other... Uh, Andrew, did we change a setting in here that would mess up the Zoom? I don't think so. Yeah, but I can't hear him. All right. Okay, so it's and we might have them. The connection. I think the stream dropped for a sec, but it's back. What? No, I can't. Did we change something that would affect that? I did. I don't think so. Oh, there we oh, go. There we, oh, I heard some. I heard some. Andrew. Yeah, can you hear me? Boom! Yeah, you're a little hot. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll get it over to my dad. There we go. And, uh, oh, yeah. Headphones. Yeah, he's over at his daughter's. Okay, bye. This, that's still on. There's a microphone on this? Yeah, right. yeah you need Thank to bring you your microphone me. down. It's way too hot, man. Trim that back a little. Anyway, get get Athena on it, man. She'll fix it. But go ahead and listen for a little bit. You know, Lawrence was in the middle of something. 
So go ahead and um, uh, tell me about your experience. You guys got how many chickens did you get? We started off with ten, and we've got we've got. Uh, gosh, we have four now. Uh, so Hi. we yeah we had a couple that were looked like they were males. Uh, we we couldn't keep them where we are, and uh, we've lost yeah we've lost a few we lost three to uh, unknown causes I guess well the first it was definitely heat stroke I think one one got scared by a a falling palm uh, palm branch once ran in the coop and keeled over <laughs> uh, you know the first first couple of times it was pretty pretty traumatizing I know Candace was upset and and i was too you know we uh we love the birds and but i understand from my my friend chris mcmillan in texas That's he's got a, he's got a ton of birds you're uh um he's got a ton of birds and it happens chickens die uh it happens hold but, on greg <clears throat> the but, uh well this is what our we've had like at max we got like 70 but over 10 uh, years we probably lost that many to you know coyotes mostly you yeah. know but that's why we have chickens in the trees we got chickens <laughs> in the there's a darwin thing yeah. hey man they learn to get in the trees or they get it right you know because then you have to close the the coop they had a lot of protection you know that we could do for them but i'm just like look man if you can't figure it out you know it's a darwin thing you know I'd, i you want freedom i give you freedom you know go you know knock yourself out but you got to deal with you got to get in the power, you know, yeah. so that's what we did. You know, uh, this is we're going to continue this with Greg a little bit. I want these guys to meet each other, but uh, we'll have a lot more. You know, we're you know, we're going to be putting up uh, in the archive. You'll see Donna has some of the uh, let me go ahead and do that real quick. And I'll show you guys some of the. Um, uh, all right. How do I get to the browser? Uh, you're in the browser, but you want to bring up another link? Yeah, yeah there you go. I want to do this. Because what I want to do is uh, I want to show you in the archive for today's show on Freedom's Phoenix, you know, some of the uh, the, the videos that hit. You know, here you go, right here. We'll go in there. Now, we may have to go up you to the, the, uh, the Zoom computer. Yeah, the browser up. Hit Alt-Tab real quick. Hold it. Okay, hold on. Alt-Tab. What do you, Alt-Tab. No, that's Control. All right. Alt-Tab. Okay, you got the browser on there screen. There we go. Okay. There, go back. Alt-Tab again. Alt-Tab. I'm getting notified. All right. Are so, you hearing them? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Hold on a second, Greg. We're going to restart and start yours here in a little bit. But the oh, yeah. um, this is the, the scene that we have up here in Washington. This is where we're working, which doesn't suck. I mean, you know, it's pretty it nice It does not here. suck. does not suck. So this is how we took the dome, we made a door frame, and then we did, um, uh, you know, the windows. That's when I first started doing that. And then I go, yeah, that window will probably go there. And, and then we started to frame it out. And uh, I would pull these struts out to go, you know, to the door frame, you know, and there we're starting to do it. And, uh, you know, so it, it's kind of cool. And these are the struts that we make. I'll show Lawrence how we do that, and then we tied it to the foundation because they already had the foundation. This is some of the basalt material that we're using for the mesh, and there's basalt rope that we can use for fibers. This is basalt rebar. It's really light, and it's um, uh, super strong. By weight, it's like four times stronger than steel, and it is like fiberglass, but it's made from rock, basalt. 
And then, um, now this is Aircrete Harry stuff, and this is what I wanted to avoid. You know, this is kind of what we were dealing with here with Bob. You know, it's just a bunch of, you know, stuff that's just kind of, you know, hodgepodge together to do it. And this is him doing some different things. Now, there's this is a good shot of that with the brim that comes out, the windows that are there, you know. Now, these are airbags that you could just make them out. You know, this is kind of what Air Creek Harry is doing. He's wanting me to go in with him on some stuff. And we might do that for the domes that we're building. But this is what it's going to look like. And it, this didn't really do it justice. A 22-foot is pretty big. You know, we got lots of plans, but we need to know how to do it. Now, this is the hog fence. Mm. Now, Greg probably is familiar with what hog fence is. And uh, we've been, you kind of crank it down, you bend it, you pull it, and it takes two, three guys, and you, then you wire tie it with the wire ties that you use for doing rebar. And uh, and it gets cinched down. Yeah, that's not a really good picture of it. It's kind of blurry. No, but the um, – um, then we had, you know, this is the 16-foot that we did. Damn, how many pictures she put in there? Now, this is what it's going to wind up being. It's got that hog fence is on top of the the dome struts, and then we have the mesh. And then that's what we shoot with concrete. And I wonder if she's got any shots with the concrete. This, all right, on a 1 to 10, this is how strong? It's, it's super strong. There's a lot of tensegrity going on. With all the points of contact being being lashed down with the rebar ties, it's a it's a solid structure. Yeah, you could hit that with, you know, a freaking truck. I mean, you know, it, it's it's a thing. Another thing, you put a, a fine screen or mesh on that, you got a Faraday cage. Hmm. You know, we're thinking about that. We're like, Man, we just put some copper mesh on it. We're Faraday caged up. You know, can you see this, Greg? I don't know. Can you even hear me? Yeah, I can hear uh, you. Turn your video on. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Turn on the video, see how much Starlink we got. There you go. Oh, now you I know. see some, something. All right. Full screen. Hey, I want to say hello to everybody. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you. I'm going to restart, and we'll do a show, a second show okay. with you. But get, so you can see this, this is what we're doing. Check this crap yeah, out. Yeah, I see a hog panel on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, see, so we're we kind of follow the line. It's been shaping great. Oh, and I got engineering stamp. They went through and they go, boom, done. Do this and this, and you're good. I'm signing it off. You know, for a few hours' work, it didn't cost me a billion. It cost me a tenth of what I thought it would. I was like, damn, I'm I'm score. So now you can do this and build where you, you need a permit. Not that Greg is a crap. But, you know, this <laughs> is, you know, in Missouri, but this is the fence. And they're 16 feet long, so it just it was a suggestion from the guy before. There's a couple of the workers up here, Machine Gun and and um, um, uh, Victor, and they're awesome. And we were using a laser level to kind of make sure the base is level and so on. It's really been played. Now, this is what we were using. This old thing was leaking water. You pour in the water and it'd leak out before you even put anything in it. You know, and it was leaking into the – I mean, it's just a mess. There was just no way we were going to be able to make that work. And I just had a boat trailer that we used, put it on, hauled it up there, you know, to get it done. But, you know, we were taking it up, but it just – it is old and tired equipment, you know. And But this guy had built a lot of domes before and uh, structural stuff, but this is what we're going for. This is what uh, Sean Holman, good friend, has designed for Donna and I. You know, and this is when we were getting ready to start shooting it, but the machine kept getting clogged up with the sand. So I called it after the third time. I said, no, nah, we're done. 
we'll get another machine. I'm not wasting a bunch of money. It cost me like a thousand dollars to learn. You don't get used equipment. I mean, you know that that kind of thing. But in this, you know, and then you shoot it, and then you kind of smear it up, you know, and uh, you know it. It really was nice, you know. I, I we've seen it. it's only been you know a half a day or a day now since we you know gone through this, but it's been very cool. So I'm uh, okay now. How do I go back to the thing? I hit control what? Uh, you want to switch tabs or back to OBS? I want to go oh, back yeah. to OBS. Alt tab. Uh, oh. Boom. Then I can push <laughs> a button and uh, zoom. Boom. There he, there is. he is. You know, with Greg Tivnan. All right. What we're gonna do is this is a good introduction. We're gonna do another show, and this probably play the next day so you need a part two of this because what's going to happen is uh greg and i we just had a lot of people up here went to to saladin you know spent a week up there i know greg's a big saladin move your cows kind of guy and they're doing no-till farming uh, repairing the soil up here and up here the soil is like ground up glacier beach sand i mean it is so fine but i had to look at it in a magnifier you know to sit there and look at it, i'm going that is sand it's just really almost dust it's amazing so you know glaciers went through up here so we're going to go ahead and talk about repairing of the soil and so on but there are i did want to show at least one video that lawrence had done you know time lapse and different things that we've done so hold on greg i want to put that in this segment so all right, what do I do here? Exit, full screen, and then I go over to here, and then I'm going to play this in. Now, which one do you think I should do, Lawrence? Um, let's see. Start with this guy. I think all right, it was we're going to go ahead and go one, with this one. What's Occupy the Land all about? All right. Um, okay, I do that. Double-click on that. All right, maybe we know what we're doing. Okay, well, let me let me pause it. Bring it back to the beginning. Pause it. Then You're gonna have to take music. my course, Ernie. When I when I get around to it, I'm gonna. Sure, you get around to it. Learnify you. Oh, <laughs> you know it's like. Ugh. All right, so what we're doing is we're building geodesic domes, putting hog fence over it to get a nice armature, a good stiff structure. Then putting mesh over it, and we're shooting it with concrete. We're going to be using some aircrete too. Now, what's this is a work dome. This is a 30-foot dome that we stamped out the struts with the stamp press. We cut the links here, and we just have a nice workshop. And this is our aircrete area over here. But the main thing that we're doing is the Liberty community always talks about we're going to raise our own children. We're going to homeschool. We're going to uh, make our own food. We're going to, you know clean our own water, and we're going to be independent, which is great. My radio shows declare your independence. Well, you can't be independent if you're dependent. So what we wanted to do is all the activism that I've done all my life is now we're wanting to occupy the land. Because when they say you get, you know, you own nothing and take a happy pill, well, that's what they're talking about. They want us off the land. They want us in shipping containers down by the light rail system with everything a body needs gruel, okay? So we're going, nope, we need to live. So the best way to do that is to be able to have, you know, workshops and dwellings that are cheap and quality. 
That's what we're working on. And we're going to occupy the, lane, uh, the land with attainable housing. And that's what we're working on. So this is the work dome that we did. This cost about, with all the struts and the covering and everything, uh, it's only about $2,000. And that's because conduit has gone stupid. Mm. You know, what was a dollar eighty-six for a 10-foot, three-quarter inch stick is now like $13. It's been like 10 times. I'm like, oh, my God. So it's starting to come down. So for $2,000, you know, Bob and I were able to do for like $600 before, but it's just ridiculous. But it's um, it's still cheaper than anything else, and it's a nice work area. It's big, pretty much tables and different stands, and everything's in the round. You know, it's a very ergonomic. I just bring one of the tables towards the middle and get some work done. Now, what I wanted to do first, Greg, can you can you hear and see the video? Yes, I can. Ooh, man, we're styling, we're rock and roll and whatnot. All right, so I want to go ahead and I, you know, do that. Now there was another one that we did showed the the time lapse. Which one's the time lapse of you doing it? <clears throat> this Let one you see. see. Uh, it might be on this one. I can't remember. This is the first day. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, so Laura's just kind of, yeah, I think this is it. And as us getting ready to finish the small dome, the donor dome. Now, this is the one. We got another one here. We got four domes up here. But this one is the primary one. You know, this is what we're really wanting to pimp out. But it has power in it. It's got, you know, foundation. We got it stamped off by an engineer. And we're kind oh, of like, damn. not that I care, but I, you know, so we got to, we got to, yeah, we got that down to the stretch further. What we do pull that down and it'll come down. Off, get in one side and then you bend the crap out of it and you just keep doing it until you can't. And then you take bolt cutters and kind of, then we don't blend it. But I think on this, they're all going to, you know, cinch down because their experience on the 16 foot and this is a 22. I mean, yeah. So, um, if we're lucky, we'll be able to do this all around, you know, and then uh, we'll fill in these on the bottom. But uh, when we start getting over there, it's going to get kind of funky. We may, we may form that for. Yeah, we'll do these big ones first, and then uh, well. Yeah, see, we're learning, but it's going really well. Yeah. Now this is just the frame. And this is us, you know, just working really fast. <laughs> How much time do you think this was? Uh, I think this was 40 or 50 minutes. Just sped it up. Uh, maybe not that long. I've and, got some long, long footage. Well, these, um, and uh, Greg is familiar with our domes and different ones that we've done. We start getting bigger now, uh, but we've been doing this for a while. So I bring that over, and then we'll put it up. And the they're wire um, they're kind of like, I don't know, twist ties. You know, wire twist ties for doing rebar. And when you do rebar for a foundation or something, you have this little tool that you twist them and so on. And that's what he's doing here. He's cranking them down, you know, bring it, you, you know, attach them to each other, and you pull them down to attach to the struts from the dome. And, and it yeah. works great. Just checking every point of contact, making sure that it's it's firmly... Oh, what's up? <clears throat> just checking every point of contact and making sure that it's it's firmly in 
firmly lashed down and, and there's tension so that uh, <laughs> when when the concrete sets, there's there's no movement going on. Yeah, because if it's kind of loose, it'll shake off or just, you know, it won't be uh, as strong, you know, with all of the support. You have the struts, you have the hog fence, you got, you know, the mesh, and then you got the cement. I am impressed as hell with how hard this stuff is. All right, we'll do one more here just so you can kind of see, you know, the inside of the, uh, with the mesh on it. Okay, this is a really good example. These were the first, over a decade ago, I started making geodesic domes with half-inch conduit and 16-foot. Because a 16-foot, 5-H dome, I can stand next to the wall and it not hit my head. So you get a full 200 square feet, and this is, we've used it for aquaponics, you know, I called it the aqua dome, and we've had a lot of uh, little projects with this, but we haven't shot it with concrete yet. So this is hog fence, and it's really robust, and we were able to stretch it down over the frame, and then we put this spider lath over it. It's just, uh, you know, for stucco and stuff. Fiber and we've lath. covered this, Man. and day after tomorrow, we're going to shoot it with concrete. we got the equipment out here, Sun and man. somebody that's done it before is helping us out. But this is like a donor dome. You know, it'll be nice, but it's uh, for us to practice on. And we'll leave it up here, and it's going to be used quite a bit. But this is what we're doing just to get a feel for it to do the bigger dome, the 22-foot, nice, full-size door, 24 by 36, couple of windows. This over here is the workshop. It's a 30-foot dome, and eventually all of this practice is going for us to be able to cover that. Now, it's just covered with plastic to be out of the wind and rain for doing the work. But what we really want to do is to make dwellings for the Liberty community. Occupy the land with attainable housing. So that's what's going on. You know, Lawrence, when do you plan on coming back, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking to get back up here by next Saturday. That's my goal. <clears throat> So I'll still be here, and I, I'm, you know, if you're coming back, you know, I'm more encouraged to stay because we got Gene that just got arrived yesterday, and uh, we got stuff to do. You know, there's things that yeah. you know, we can get done. And um, uh, okay, you wanted to say something before we end this segment? I'm gonna, you know, get Greg going. No, I'm good. I was just gonna say you're, you're not using that mic. Oh, God, I, that's out of habit. <laughs> you know, I just keep pulling that by. I'm, I'm using a, a headset because we're having problems with the mic. You know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. So what we're going to do is end this, and then we'll go ahead and, and boot it. I'll, I'll leave the stream going, so you guys just, just stay there on the stream. But we're going to go ahead and get Greg Tibden in on this, and, uh, and I'll figure out how to do his name and stuff. And we'll be right back. You guys chill, man. It's going to be more awesomeness. <laughs>